It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Ducha. Hey, this is Leon Pope, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh, you couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh, sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Welcome back into your favorite Celtics podcast. This is Oswald Street. Josue Pavone. Sean Dutra. What's up? Joel Pavone. What's up, fellas? And the Boston Celtics have finally won a game in this series because those first two games didn't look promising in my opinion, but they've turned things around in game three, a very, very crucial game. But, uh, of course, a lot went into this game, and we'll break it all down. For starters, no Ray John Rondo out indefinitely. They're talking about he won't even return for this series. So that was a big impact in this one. We'll break it down. We'll look ahead to game four and we'll talk about what went wrong in game one and two because we haven't spoken to you guys since before the playoffs started. So it's been got, a long time. Been a long time. We got a lot to get into. Uh, let's just talk about game three and then we'll backtrack a bit and then we'll look ahead. All right. Sounds good, fellas? I love looking ahead. That's true. That's your yes. that's your thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, it's been it's a, a while since you did one of those. Huh? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, pretty much know the schedule. You want to look ahead, anyways. Later, we play the Bulls. 
Well, at least at least now that's that, all we got. At least now we know we're going back to Boston, though. That's, that's good, true. Man. The series gonna go back playing, to Boston. No sweeps. Playing that's the Bulls true. a lot, huh? Yeah, Bulls, Bulls a lot. This schedule, man, it's crazy. No, uh, <laughs> but it's about time the Celtics actually showed up for one a game. I mean, the first game one, you could argue they did show up, sorta. But I mean, finally they looked like the team we saw in the regular season last night in Game Three. I thought Game One was was a perfect opportunity for them to, to to you know capitalize on the Bulls in that second half. But you know Jimmy Butler went off, and I felt like that was a big part of why the Bulls won that game. However, you look at Game Three, that was certainly not the case. I mean, Jimmy Butler was off throughout the entire night, and they really needed right. his offense. So looking ahead, I have to say my biggest concern is one: Jimmy Butler's probably going to drop about thirty, and two. The Celtics scored 17 three-pointers. Now, I'm not the one to say I don't like the Celtics scoring a lot of three-pointers. My concern is can the Celtics beat the Bulls? Can the Celtics win a playoff game without scoring so much from behind the arc? What do you guys think about that? Scoring or shooting? Scoring. Then they have to make them. Yeah, they I have think. to if make them. They're going to well, take the three-pointers. they got to make them. Well, I think the major difference in game three was they were actually hitting Yeah, so the that, that's shot. the thing is that can they win without – hitting that you know that many three-pointers in the playoffs because you don't want to be a team that relies on that and like we said in the last do episode, they not want to be that team i feel like they sort of want to be that no team. they want to be that team but in my opinion i don't think that's a formula for success in the future or even in this series i mean if this series was tied up or if they were ahead i would say okay all right go for it but if those shots aren't falling if jay Crowder and avery bradley aren't making those threes then can the Celtics win Game four, because I think this is a must win for the Celtics. You don't want to go back to Boston down 3-1. You don't. We, we've seen in the past what happens to teams that go down 3-1. Of course, we've seen teams come back from those from from the, from the that type of deficit. But I don't think this team is strong enough to pull something like that off. I don't think they're a Golden State or Cleveland Cavaliers type team that can come back being down 3-1. Well, I think the, the main thing that they have to keep up in game in game four is the ball movement. Like that extra pass is what? was impressive to yeah. me in game three. Like sharing the ball, multiple people in double figures. Mm. It wasn't all about just Isaiah you know, and standing around and watch Isaiah do his thing. Isaiah was also a ball distributor last night, yeah, which was great. That's always great to see. He had nine assists. He realized that he can affect the game in other ways, which is always good. I mean, I think outside of the three-point shooting, because technically in game one, that's, that's one of the few things that kept them in that game until the fourth mm-hmm. was, was their, the ability to hit the three-point shot. But they weren't rushing this time around like the first two games. I felt like, all their, I felt like even with their open looks, they were just rushing and like, like early in the shot clock instead of like trying to find a better, better uh, shot. Well, this is what I'll say about game three. I think you saw two major things that gives the Celtics hope to be able to come back in this series and also be that team we saw in the regular season. You look at Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, both sort of got off the schneid. Um, I think, I know you differ this, but I think Crowder has sucked in the first two games of the, of the series. I think he's been solid. I, I think he's provided the type of production that you want out of him. 16, just, 17 points, yeah. uh, knocking down a couple threes. I don't mind that, especially in game one. Well, in game one, he was off, but then he found ways to score without shooting from the outside. He was cutting. He was uh, you know, making plays to the basket. Those last two threes in the final, what, 35 seconds, I didn't agree with that, especially the second one. But for the most part, I feel like he's been consistent, uh, a guy that you can rely on to score at least double figures well, night in and night out. But the, the problem the problem I have with Crowder and, and even leaked over until last night is he's taking a ton of shots. Yeah. Which, like, besides Isaiah Thomas, 
He was the second. Le- he was the second leading uh, shot taker on the on Celtics last night. I don't know why I'm struggling trying to say this. He took 15 fucking shots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I needed to swear to be able to do it, and seven of those were three pointers. So like, if you're if you're feeling it, like, it didn't hurt the Celtics last night because I feel like when he was jacking up these shots, we were able to the Celtics were able to recover from it. But it's just. I don't I don't want him to be that guy. Now, I will say this. So you're just saying less less three-point shot attempts. I no, if he's on, take the three-pointers. We need someone yeah. to we need someone else to score and Jay Crowder wants to be that guy, which I love it. It's the same thing with uh with Smart. I feel like Smart's taking a lot of shots and I feel like if he I mean Smart if took he five posts, shots last night. No, but I'm saying like overall, yeah. maybe maybe not in game 3 and he did take the ball to the hoop more than he has in the entire series. Right. And I feel like when he does that, him or Crowder, there's no one that can really stop them. You know, even Isaiah. Like, even Isaiah, how many times we've seen Isaiah mix it up, taking it to the hoop, getting to the free throw line. And I feel like Jay Crowder and, and Smart especially can do that. They have the body types to do that. And who's going to really stop them? Yeah. Well, the Bulls will stop them. Because think about it. The Bulls, they've done an excellent job of protecting the rim, stopping guys at the hoop. I mean, Isaiah's got through, gotten through. Uh, maybe Marcus Smart has a little bit. He but also you, got to the free throw line last night. But you look at some of these plays. I mean, they're stopping Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. I mean, Robin Lopez, you know, they're bigs up front. Don't even mention Robin Lopez, Yeah, but you pick, you're, you're picking your, your spots, though. It's like how many times, especially the way they move the ball, that the lane was wide open and they've elected, going back to Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart, for example, they elected to shoot instead of just driving to the hoop. Well, that's one yeah. thing I thought that they would do going into game three. I thought that they would slow the game down, find new ways to score without relying on an outside shot. And they did the exact opposite. And it utilize. was like, yeah, they, yeah, they just well, utilized the pick and roll. It was like Brad too. Stevens was like, look, this is the formula that we won 53 games right. with. They're not gonna We're going to continue doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, so to get back to my point with Browder, uh, Browder and Cradley, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is wrong with me today, man? I'm all, maybe I'm just all amped that, up because they that coffee, bro. that coffee, bro. Oh, man, that coffee. I'm all tapped out, bro. Oh, man, it's, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, that, it's that future recipe, yo. Uh, I got that purple drink. No. Uh, no. Okay. Crowder and Bradley last night were a plus 23 for Crowder and a plus 22 for Bradley. That shows me that they're even though you know Crowder was taking some some shots that I didn't really like, they're actually you know being in the game when we're going on these runs. They're being a positive impact on the game, contributing, which is absolutely huge. And both of those players were guarding Wade and Butler last night. Butler was a minus twenty seven on the night. Yeah, pretty much thanks to Crowder, Bradley, whoever was guarding him uh, smart, during that yeah. time, and smart. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think. I think also, too, that was going to be my second point, is Marcus Smart seems to be finding more of his role where he's not he's not trying to force these shots. Like, mm-hmm. last night, he took he took only five shots, which I love. <laughs> like, he's not just going up there and jacking threes yeah. or, you know, but he's, he's playing great defense. He's able to really frustrate Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler all night. So, if you're able to get those three players, uh, uh, as weird as it sounds... Those three players have to show up every single night for the Celtics to be successful. They yeah. can't just rely on Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, because because and, they 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 give it to you on both sides. Exactly, it's, on both it's, ends. It's not just it's not just oh you know Bradley or Smart only had like um, you know seven points last night. What's going on with Smart? But he played great defense. And he, he he had a he had a few assists. He had a yeah he he mm-hmm. had rebounds assists. He was just 
those players have yeah. to be positive impacts yeah. on the game. Like everybody has, everybody has to. But they all have to be on. Yeah, that's they, the thing. Have they to be all on. have to be on. Yeah. You can't just have one. You can't Bradley, accept the other. You have to have them all yeah, there. That's the key. That's the motor. Bradley, outside of his of his uh, his shooting, had seven rebounds and seven assists. The assist is what like comes out to me because Bradley and the rest of the Celtics didn't just rely on Isaiah, Isaiah trying to set everybody and up. And that means they're moving the ball. Exactly. Bradley's not the kind of guy. That's bringing the ball up and just dishing for the shot. Yeah. Those assists are coming. He's looking in for ball the better. He's looking for the better exactly, shot. Looking exactly. Looking for the better shot. Exactly. Because so. we know Bradley can't dribble and can't run the offense, so it's not like he's he's not like, you know doing <laughs> and he, and, the Rondo and, 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 and he knows those assists. And yes. he knows that. He's right. Aware so of that. he's in the corner. He's making that one extra pass, and that's going for the for the bucket. So that's huge, huge for the Celtics. And everyone and everyone is everyone is having rebounds. Everyone's grabbing rebounds, and everyone is passing the ball, moving the ball. I mean, they had thirty four assists. On forty-one made shots, right? That's, Which is that's Celtics that's, basketball. That's Celtics basketball. That's that's how that's Stevens when wants the, That's when they're at their best. Exactly. So this game, the game three, was the the way the Celtics have to play the rest of the series and the rest of their playoff run to be successful. Yeah, pretty but much. Th- but that's what that's what worries me though, because what happens? If I don't no think shots it's just the threes. I don't, don't think, think it's just the threes. threes. No, I think be- it is. I think, or if no. not, it's at least a lot of outside shooting. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not going to get 17 threes every night. You well, know what I mean? A, but, like, they're they're going to be – if they're moving the ball – Yeah, and exactly. There's a difference when you're moving the ball and finding that extra – or making that extra pass and finding that, that extra – And that shot's within that the shot, offense. Yes. It's, like, within the flow. And you're trusting each other to, you know, to take these shots. I mean, look at Rozier. Look at how, like – Yeah, Rozier look at was how, huge look at how, last night. Look at how giddy he was. Mm. He was, like – he was having fun out there. Yo, one thing I learned about Rozier is that he's a much better catch-and-shoot guy than he is off the dribble. Yeah. I mean, how many times we see him blow past yeah. the defender, but he misses the layup? Or how many times you see him kind of go out of control and, and lose the just, ball? Just pop a shot or whatever. Yeah. Or he loses the yeah. ball, yeah. Or he'll pop a shot that's just way off. Catch and shoot in rhythm. You know, we saw that time and time again in, in game three. And another guy who surprised me in the starting lineup was Gerald Green. Did you guys see this coming? I mean, Green, I, knew there no. was, I knew there was no way in hell Amir Johnson was going to start that game after the way he played in game one and two. But Gerald Green is the last person or one of the last people aside from like James Young that I expected to see in that starting five. <laughs> I, I would have I expected more like Jonas. I was thinking Jonas. Or you know what? I was like, you know what? Jonas hasn't. I mean, he's, he played well in game three, but I was like, you know what? I, love I wouldn't move, be surprised though. if he you know, either went to Jalen Brown, which would have been a bit of a surprise because he hasn't been feeling Jalen Brown throughout the series. Nope. Or just go small, completely small, like way smaller than what I expected, and just put Marcus Smart in there. Right. I was thinking that might have happened. But in comes Gerald Green, energy guy. You know, when we talk about energy guys, talk about Rozier, Green. Those are the two, in my opinion, top energy guys, aside from Marcus Smart, off the bench, who are just going to – Give you instant, not only just instant offense, but give you the uh, the intensity that they need. The intensity that this team is missing, especially on the road. You know, a playoff team that's on the road down 0-2 because we saw this team go down 0-2 last year. But the difference between last year and this year is that now they're going on the road. Right. So you needed that intensity, you needed that attitude, and that's exactly what you got out of Joe Green. Yeah, man, he was a great, great energy guy. I think the last month of the season, the few episodes that. We did that. We always brought up Joe Green. Like, <laughs> Are you talking about games? We call them episodes. No, now? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about us. Season no, okay. like fifty. Like when we would when we would episode of the Boston Celtics. No, <laughs> when we were talking about like the bench. Binge watching that shit. We were talking about the bench. Like who 
had the who was potentially the guy that's going to give you that spark. And we all said, shit, Gerald Green could give you give, mm-hmm. give that guy. Well, well, the athleticism is the biggest part, yeah. I think. You know, whether we're talking rebounding or whether we're talking about defense, I mean, he can provide that. Yeah. It was just something that I thought, Do you, gotta, you know, it would only be for a, a short span of, you know, maybe maybe he starts, maybe, sparks, he, yeah. maybe he clocks in about 12, 13 minutes, but. Heck, you look at the box score. He clocked in 20 minutes. Yeah, on, on I, I would say shorten the leash on Gerald Green a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm just a little nervous. I don't think he's going to start game four. I don't know. Nah, you can't switch yeah, up the formula, though. Yeah, I just start. don't. I mean, he he may start, but he may not clock in 20 I, minutes. I don't think he I remember should. he rolled his ankle and it still came back. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see Smart in the starting lineup. I mean, that's just me because I think that lineup is your most talented lineup. You know, maybe not the best matchup, but Smart can defend. You know, Smart can defend Mir- uh, Mi- Is it Miritich or Niritich? Miritich. Nikola. Why does he have such a fucking weird name, man? I don't know. Miritich? Yeah. Miritich. Anyways, what I was just saying is <laughs> Smart can defend him, so you're not really losing a lot in the starting lineup if you put Smart in. I-, I would prefer to see Smart in the starting lineup because I know Gerald, you know, was two for two on his first two shots or maybe, maybe – I know he hit his first shot at least. But – Well, the biggest reason I thought Smart would start was because I thought – we were going to see Ray John Rondo. And, of course, the news broke, what was it, about five hours before the game. Which is crazy. He's going to be out. Right, it is crazy, especially for the Chicago Bulls, because now they don't have a point guard. They don't have a backup point guard to even take that role, take on that role in this you know pivotal game four before they head back to Boston. So Rondo, now Rondo was the most important player um, for the Bulls down the stretch. Oh, absolutely, especially in game one and two. I mean, he Even was, down the stretch of the regular season, they made a playoff push. Because once, of Ray John Rondo, once yeah. Once Hoiberg put Rondo back in the starting lineup and gave him the team again, you saw them being put. They pushed. They, they were like, what, four games out of the eighth seed mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of March, and then they made that comeback? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they win what seven and two in the last ten games. Yeah, so I mean that that's Rondo, and so they lose that. And, and this this is the one thing about the Bulls that I knew was going to happen, but I didn't know eight and two. I didn't know games. what they great math. <laughs> I just did it in my head right now. <laughs> no, I fucking suck. Uh, at math. Thanks. Now I know you li- you're not listening to a fucking word I'm saying. You're doing math in your head while I'm talking. You're like, I just said that. Uh, no. I do the same thing, though. It's all good. <laughs> now I'm listening. Now I'm listening. No, no. <laughs> but they can't. This team can't overcome any adversity at all, ever. Ever. So I, I didn't know what the adversity would be, but, okay, it's Rajon Rondo breaking his thumb. They're not going to be able to overcome this. Hoiberg has no control of the room. This was basically Rondo's team at this point and Wade's team at this point. And if Wade... Isn't going to take over the point guard role as he should at this point. He doesn't want to. Right. Which is the problem with the team. (laughs) They have no leadership. See, that was the issue before they made their playoff run. Right. Yes, they did. It was like, like, it's like, wait, you know, we need you to do this way. It's like, no. Right. No, I I don't want to practice. Yeah. Oh, and guess what? I'm going to shut myself down for the rest of the season because I don't think we're doing anything. You guys just traded away Taj Gibson. You traded away McBuckets. (laughs) And McBuckets for nothing. You traded away, um, you traded away uh, Tony Snell. Yeah, exactly. The beginning of the season, so he's like, "I'm done." Yeah, and then like, and and then days Rondo before comes the playoffs, the lineup. days before the 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 the, the first round of the playoffs. Oh, oh, we're gonna make the playoffs. Guess what, guys? I feel better again. Yeah, I feel better again. Which is really funny because somebody somebody I was talking to the other day was like, "I still would take Wade right now over Avery Bradley any day of the week." <laughs> that's that's that's. That's a blasphemous it's, statement right it's there. It's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. And I tried to explain. He's like, he's like, all he kept saying is future Hall of Famer, man. I was like, ah, come on, man. No one's, no one's denying that he's a future Hall of Famer. I will give you this. 
Last shot of the game. You got to give it either Avery Bradley or Dwayne Wade. Mm. I'm giving it to Wade. I don't know. I'm giving it to Wade. I don't know, man. Right he's now. That, right now. He's 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 never been like that great of a shooter, but it depends how he... You just got to make it like, like if, if it's like one of those running you know, no, it's, towards it's, the hoop it's, or just like a just pop a shot. You're going to put the ball in his hands. To take the last shot? To take the last shot. Right now? Right now. Over Bradley? Yes. Still, I take I take Wade. Avery Bradley's a better player overall. I take Avery Bradley on my team 100 times out of 100 over Wade Wade right now. Last shot though in the playoffs. It's not like it's not like ten out of ten times though. Maybe like five out of ten times. Yeah, you well, then it's a fucking toss up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was You're going. You're just fifty percent. How's that? How's was, that fence feel, Joel? I was trying to take. A, how's I was, that fence no, feel? I was trying to take advantage of you guys not doing math today, so I figured you would have noticed that. Uh, well, I, let, let's also talk about something that did happen in Game Three as well. Scotty Pippen was at the game. That was game two. <laughs> yeah, he, was at the game, he was at game three, too. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was in the crowd. Scotty Pippen. Scotty, yep. Gotta love Scotty. No, but <laughs> Al Horford seems to be. Yes. Future definitely loves Scotty. Let's get into Al. Al, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't going to praise Al. Why? Why? Just. And, uh, and it was the good luck charm, bro. And it was at the game. Okay, all right. Anna, That's right. And if you're listening, please send this message to Al. <laughs> Box out. Lopez. That's everybody. Jesus though. Christ. No, no, That's because everybody. Al Al is now the center, right? So Amir Amir got bodied by Lope. Lopez isn't this all world player, but you know what he does every time? The little when thing. there's a shot goes up, he sprints towards the basket and gets in put inside position immediately. Yeah. Which you were coached to do all the time as the big man on the floor. Yeah. The Celtics are just letting him get that inside position. Well, like yeah. that's just something if you could if you just box him out. If you just box out Lopez, you're taking away his effectiveness. He's not an effective player if he can't get inside. But he's he's still a good rebounder though. Yes, because he gets positioning. Yeah. He's the like if Al tried to box him out last night, Al's grabbing re- free no, but throws. You can still you can still Al's grabbing same. rebounds from the free throw line when they yeah. bounce that far. He should be under the hoop if he's playing the five. But then you can say the same thing about Olenek. Say the same thing about Amir. Yes, but I'm, I, I understand that. But Al has shown he's able to play under the basket in his career. Amir Johnson is Amir Johnson, right? He's not Al. Is, Al was a presence down low in, in Atlanta. Well, the only thing that drives me nuts when it comes to Al is when he has uh, Meritage. Now you got me second guessing how, how to say his name. I thought it was Mir- no, no it's Nikolai Miritich. Miritich. When he has Miritich on him and he's on the block, European. you gotta take him to the rim every yes. single time. That is a terrible defender. Not only that. I mean, Robert Lopez is a better defender, and I can understand where you you may be reluctant, but I feel like we've seen so many times throughout the series where he'll look at all four of his teammates on the floor, and be like, okay, I can't pass any of you guys. All right, I guess I'll take this. And then right. instead of going inside, he'll settle for a jump shot. I'm like, come on, Al, go in there, but. With that being said, though, that's probably my only knock on him in this series. He He's good, done a great job yeah. of, of finding his guys. Yep. He's done a great job defensively. Four steals last night. That was huge. Right. And he was just sort of that momentum guy. He was the glue guy on offense, I felt like, getting everyone their touches and finishing when he needed to. We saw him finish down low, finish strong. I love the attitude. I love the rah-rah out of him. Yeah, the little eagle that. dance he did after Absolutely, he dunked man. that you thing. You need man. that, that because awesome. right now you're not going to see that out of Isaiah. I'm sorry. I mean, right. with he needs going to on, be- Isaiah Thomas is not going to give you that. Um who else? You know, Marcus Smart's going to give you some of that, but you need someone in that starting unit to give you that attitude, to, yep. to, to, to flex, you know, flex your muscles a bit against the Bulls. And that's exactly what you saw out of Al. Yeah, and the, the one thing that I just, the, like like I said, he had, a, he had a good game last night. I'm not taking that away from him. 
But like, sound like you are, man. You ha- no, you have to. What a leading scorer last night, just so you know. I know. I'm saying he had a good game last night. <laughs> That's I'm, a good I'm not point. saying he did. He didn't. But just focus on the matchup. You know, we're getting killed by Lopez. Like, it, yeah. we probably would have won game one if they just boxed out Lopez. Mm, okay. I don't know. Lope- you take Lopez, you take you take biggest away. Biggest game was game two, in my opinion. Yeah, I know, but we we got blown out in game two. Game one was close. <laughs> Lopez was just dom- Lopez has dominated. If I had to pick a, a most valuable player in the series so far, Don't it's freaking Lopez. Lopez. No. no. Yes, it is, it's man. Rondo. In the series? No. In the series so far, it's Lopez. Mm, I it's think Lopez it's Rondo. over Rondo. Yeah. No, because you, you it, yo, I, I expect to see the Bulls get him more touches. Exploiting in game the four. weakness. It, it's exploiting the mid-range. Celtics' weakness. What's the biggest weakness of the Celtics? Rebounding. What's Lopez's been killing us on? Yeah, but it's just rebounding, though. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But it's putbacks. The the Celtics can beat the Bulls when they lose the rebounding game. They just proved it. No, it's the offensive rebounds. That's how he scored. That's how no, but no, no. Listen, listen. That's how he scored in games one and two, right? Because Rondo was finding him, right? And no one, no one, no one. They're just leaving him with that mid range. Like, yeah, go ahead and pop that if you want. We'll live with that, right? He's making it, and he's making it, which was ridiculous, but he normally won't. In game three, they were all they were pretty much. I don't, I'm putting up a number pushback. Like 80% of his his points came from offensive rebounds. Mm. Yes. Second chance, you that's, know, that, points. That's what I'm saying is yeah. that even if I don't care Al if you want to step out, you know, and be this this um you know, stretch four type player and you want to on offense, fine. But on defense, you need to stay down low and just body Lopez and get that rebound. So many times I see him like he wants to step out. And maybe that's maybe this is part of Steven's coaching. Hmm. He wants to step out and just and just always commit to that pick and roll. Like he never follows Lopez back into the lane. I got you. But like you have good on ball defenders. Yeah. Follow your man back into the lane and let them push through that screen. But to to be fair though, with, with Lopez on in game three, twelve points on five on seven shots. And only six rebounds. Re- okay, so six. How many offensive rebounds? Um, four offensive rebounds. Okay, so see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that okay, four offensive rebounds. Let's say three of them are putbacks. Those are six of his points. I got you, but isn't it isn't it better that it was just off of rebounds than him shooting that mid range and making them? But yeah, that, that that was ridiculous that he was hitting that mid range. <laughs> but the first two games, that's what he was doing he because of the third quarter, repertoire. he hit four of those in a row. I but know. Because, and I'm telling you, the Bulls are going to exploit that yeah. in Game Four. That's why, that. That's why Rondo. That's why Rondo was able was to huge. Uh, you know accumulate yeah. 14, whatever some yeah. odds says. Well, let, in let's, the first two let's, games. Let's talk about Rondo. You bring him up now. Yeah, going. I was just gonna say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Let's let's backtrack a bit. Let's talk about Game One and Two because I want to know what went wrong. It was Game One and Two just the Rondo effect. It was that all it was is that the reason why they won those games because there's a good chance Jimmy Butler is going to revert to being the guy he was in game two he's going to drop 30 I'm telling you right now they need him to drop 30 the Bulls cannot win a playoff another playoff game without Jimmy Butler going off so expect that in game uh, four also too Isaiah is going to drop 50 next game that's, that's Isaiah that's Isaiah a fair point too off. Isaiah is going to go off too so those two okay let's say oh, hypothetically they let's say hypothetically they cancel each other out what else do the did the Bulls do in Game One and Two for them to to top the Celtics? So they easily? dictated the pace, something that the mm. Celtics took care of. So that's the Rondo effect, right? That's the Rondo effect. Yeah. When is that it? When they're no when they're rebounds. when they're running, and this is exactly why that that lineup that you say is a weird lineup. Well, in no, the third the, quarter. The, okay, the, the they ran. Yes, the, they the, were running. The Jarebko, Olenek, Olenek, Smart, Crow, uh, Smart, Bradley, Rozier. To me, that's like. 
Brad Stevens, like, probably favorite lineup. I've never, I don't think, and I don't know the stats on this. I didn't yeah. look it up. You have to ask Sean Brady on that. Yeah, I don't think that lineup's played all fucking year. Rozier, Bradley, Smart, Olenek, Andrew Epco on the floor. But the thing, the thing that Joe, caught can me. Can you call Grady? Yeah, I'm going to call him up. The thing, I think you can find that on Basketball Reference. We'll talk to about that, that lineup in a second. To that point, though. Why did the Celtics never? Why did the Celtics ever give up that lead? Even though they were up by twenty in the first half, and then only up by three by halftime, and in the third quarter they turned it they turned it up a notch, right? It wasn't just it wasn't just them hitting threes because they were. It was more the open floor, something that we didn't see in game games one and two from the Celtics. The transition points, the moving the ball, and just running, and that's something that they they couldn't do in, in games one and two. Well, it's back about, to the back to the Rondo well, effect, right? I think it has a lot to do with. Missed shots by the Bulls. I mean, you have to capitalize on that, but the Bulls did an excellent but, job but of getting you back them. You and defending them to the Celtics at the rim. They, they sort of, in my opinion, for, not forced, but they sort of allowed the Celtics to take those open shots, and they just weren't falling. I mean, I read a stat that Avery Bradley, more than 50% of his shots were uncontested, and that you could say the same thing about a lot of those perimeter shots. But how many times did they double Isaiah? Well, yeah, that's the thing, mm. though. Again, we've talked about this before. It was like deja vu, what we saw the Atlanta Hawks do a year ago. You know, double up on Isaiah and challenge the Celtics, rest of the guys, to shoot their way out of it. And that's what they did in game one and two, in my opinion. But they but rushed their shots, I felt mm. like. They rushed their shots specifically in game two. I felt like when they fell to a double-digit deficit, that's when they were sort of just chucking them and thinking that they could just, you know, cut the deficit in half in one play. And that's something that we rarely see from the Celtics because this is a team that we've seen make a lot of comebacks, whether it was 18, 19, heck, even over 20 points. We've seen the Celtics come back from those from those deficits and win those games. And they know that you do that by, you know, little by little, whether it's a layup, whether it's getting to the free throw line, you chip away at that. And I thought the Celtics were just chucking threes, thinking that they can just, you know, make three threes in a row and 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 cut that deficit in, in, into one, you know, it, it was two the, points. It was them being at home too. They really they desperately I felt like wanted the crowd to be into it. So anytime they they cut it into like single digits, the Bulls would come right back in another three or some some other crazy play, and the crowd would be taken right out of it. And on the road, I felt like in Game Three, the 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 Bulls crowd was rarely into that game, so mm-hmm. that helps, I think. Well, let me ask you guys. Yeah, this. the Bulls were supposed to have a great home court advantage, and that was yeah. Because home court advantage technically is it was in there. It's, they it have theirs. it down. Yeah, yeah, they, have yeah, they down. do well at home, but at the same time, the Celtics have done a great job on the road. So no, I know, I know. I'm. It's the it's the the mental aspect of it because you're the first the first time they've had home court advantage, and in, in a playoff series since Brad Stevens has taken over. Right, and it was the first time they've been a favorite. In yeah, exactly. So so without without Rondo now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like this, who's going to be their point guard? It should be like we said. It should be Wade. <laughs> he doesn't want that. I, I, mean, I think we said that before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Wade, Wade should do it. Wade's not going to do it. I don't think. Um, I mean, are you worried takes- about? Are you worried about? See, because I, I think Ronda was was the key to the Bulls' ball movement, pace, offense. Like, if they're not, if they're not relying on that, they're they're relying on Rondo to spread the ball and move the offense. They're now relying on Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade to ISO. Right. I mean, what else do they have? So that's a reason. That's a reason why games, Jer- games one and two, they they were like, "All right, we're trusting you to find us and the rest of the team, you know, open shots and open looks." Right. So it's one guy controlling the ball uh, on Friday night. They tried with Carter Williams, uh, Wade, like a minute or two. 
even Jimmy Butler, and if they're the, if they're the ones that got to bring up the ball and and start, then then that shots being taken away from them at the same time. Mm. They play better when either Wade or Jimmy dictate the offense, right? How many times did, did Jimmy come down the court and oh no one's open? I'm just gonna just pop this shot, and it was an ill contested shot. Well, yeah, I think, and that's what. That's why the Celtics found success last night. I think mm-hmm. the Bulls, you cut the head off the Bulls. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, have to bring it up. With the last episode, this is before so okay. the untimely death of Isaiah Thomas' sister. How much has that affected the team as a whole? Because I feel like Isaiah went – I mean, that was the most inspiring performance I've ever seen from any player. I mean, for Isaiah Thomas to do what he did in game one – and lead the team with 33 points, you know, lead all scorers with 33 points. I felt like the the rest of the team just didn't, I don't know, they were out of sync. They yeah. weren't in tune with the game. I mean, the Celtics did lead, you know, at certain points of that game. But you going into that fourth quarter, you knew it was going to be close. You knew it would come down to the wire, uh, especially after Jimmy Butler went off in that third quarter. And then in the fourth, at the end, they sort of just fell apart and they lost the game. Yeah. Now, my question to you two is, how much has this affected the team Basketball wise, not emotionally. Well, I guess the I guess the two are sort of they intertwined. Hand in hand. Yeah, I guess they're intertwined. But at the same time, I want to know. Let's say hypothetically, if Isaiah didn't go off and he had a rough game, would you expect them to do the opposite? Because I I think I would. I I think seeing Isaiah go off sort of put them at a standstill. They were sort of just like, wow, look at him go. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, let me do the same. Yeah. If that makes sense. They didn't want to. They didn't. They probably. I think this is two things that this whole situation showed us is that you know obviously you know shitty situation i mean anyone has to go through that stuff i mean his performance in game one was pre it was jordan-esque i mean what was it 13 points in the first quarter i mean just right off the bat he was just going off playing free he was playing he was playing loose and like but the thing is is that i think it since this happened to isaiah and i I don't want to say i'm just gonna say it Brad Stevens isn't the guy that's going to come in and command the room and really rally the troops, which I think was a flaw for him in this situation. You know what I mean? I think the Celtics were looking for, what do we, this is like, what do we do here? You know, obviously Isaiah is doing his, is in his own world at this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And the team doesn't know how to react. Yeah. And I don't think Stevens is the type of guy to be able to, make the team feel united that way you know what i mean like he doesn't have that type of personality to really demand the room which i think hurt them i really think that not having that voice because isaiah would be that voice normally but not having that voice to unite the room to rally everybody behind isaiah was a huge problem with the the way that they played and the reason why i was so mad after game one where i was like how can you just watch isaiah do all this Mm -hmm. and you're not stepping your game up because I really don't think they had a, a voice to say, this is what we need to do. We need to do this for Isaiah and rally the troops, which I, you know, to all of Brad's positives as a coach, that's one thing. Like in, in this type of situation, which is very rare, but motivating guys and getting them, you know, in the right mindset, I don't, I just don't think he has that in him. It's a little let down by that. Not, maybe not even on Stevens, but somebody. Yeah. needed to rally yeah. the team around that. And and I feel like everyone was looking around trying to figure, which is obviously you're not expecting to be in this situation. And yeah, you, you don't want to be in that situation. And that's one question I asked that's Brad Stevens. Thing, yeah. I was like, but, have you ever been in a situation like this? And he's like, no. I mean, I've been with guys who've, you know, 
lost a grandparent or you know something like that but like a, a sibling a younger sister a younger sister no i've never done this before and yeah you know he's he's in a spot where he's never he's never been through you know never been that but i in that spot as a coach but i but the what i'm saying with my i guess the bigger point here is that the celtics don't have that guy you hear kevin garnett mm. coming back and rallying the troops and and like getting their mindset together and sending them that video I mean, that's the type of presence they're missing on this team, whether it's their coach or that player that's really going to be the glue guy and the guy that's – they don't have that, which I think is a little bit concerning, when you, especially when you're going through some type of, um, you know, a situation where you need to be bonded together. And Isaiah, of course, went to Washington before game three, so he was with his family, and I'm sure that that's when it really sunk in. I mean, he lost his sister, China Thomas, and – um I can't imagine, you know, the kind of memories that that trip must have sparked, just being with the family, being back in that area where they grew up. So I didn't expect a big game out of Isaiah. And, of course, I mean, he he, he played okay. It wasn't an Isaiah I Thomas type game. I mean, it's a superhero game. effort. It was, I mean, it was like under 20 points, which is not play. like him. But, yeah, him being able to play. But I'm well, talking about game three. I mean, he – At I, all. I, I expected mean, he, him to sort of have a so-so night, but – Seeing the rest of the team rally behind him, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, let's say this is what we saw in game one out of Thomas. I think you would have saw the same effect from the rest of the team. Seeing Isaiah go off in game one, I think sort of put them at a standstill. And then, of course, Jimmy Butler caught fire and they were at a point where, you know, the game was out of reach. They rallied back in that final minute. Jay Crowder took some questionable shots. Well, the first one was okay. The second one was what bothered me. You know, they they had a chance that they... Yeah, the, the two threes. They had a chance to, to to you know tie things up or come back. You know, be be down by one or whatever. They they lost it. Whatever. They, that was the, that was the most winnable game out of those two. Of course, game two, the Bulls just flat out win. However, um, moving forward, you saw what happened in game three. Now going to game four, I think Isaiah's gonna have a great game. Yeah, um, someone like Avery Bradley, for example, who knows Isaiah, knows his family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not gonna come out and say he's grieving too. Right. But you have to imagine what he's going through his mind mm. because they're because they've known each other, because they're so close. And he had off, he had uh, off games in game one and two. Exactly. So, yeah. So I feel like, you, you know, that team is the Celtics are they're closing their team. Right. It's been that's been reported. That's been you can you can see that that they're 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 cool with one another and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. It's that, like Isaiah's there physically. That's what I'm saying. But mentally, he's somewhere else. Somebody had needed to step up. Yeah. Obviously not Isaiah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. But somebody, there needed to be this voice that came out that unified everybody. Yeah. And was able to get them in. But I just don't think it's there on the team. That That's what I'm saying is like, yeah. Stevens isn't that guy. So, for all his, that's a, that's a flaw. Yeah. No, well, I think in game one, you're right, though. It, 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 I think the team got caught up in. Him doing his thing, like wow, like I can't, yeah, I can't believe considering you know everything he had was going through, you know, twenty four hours prior to that game. Yeah, he's doing this, and then it's like, oh shit, we got to respond now. I mean, too. I couldn't believe he played. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe. I he honestly played didn't think he was gonna all. play. To be honest, I mean, I I was trying to put myself in that shit. And I was like, there's no freaking way yeah, I would get out there. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I was thinking this. I was thinking the same thing. Um, that being said, in game two, straight dud. Yeah, by the whole team. Straight dud. And for all these, I, and I got to say this because I, I feel this past week I've been getting a lot of, uh, from different 
accounts, whether it's on Twitter or, or on, on Instagram, like, oh, let's get this, you know, let's get this hashtag going, you know, win for China. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, all right guys, um, there's one thing that you want to support Isaiah. I get that. Right. But if your objective behind this quote unquote movement is for the Celtics to win this series, that's kind of weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's, that's kind of like yeah. you know you have I mean? to separate the two you got to separate the two <laughs> that like, would be like the normal Isaiah, thing to do. Isaiah's a human being at the end of the day right, yeah. right. and this is and, and, and I don't think and, and I get where it's coming from because you know in the city of Boston when it comes to your sports teams it's like it's a part of life right things like this happen you don't want that to happen but they happen and you want to rally together and you want but I don't know I felt like those those kind of things are tacky not not just <laughs> not just tacky. yeah yeah for lack of a better word it's yeah, just you know just, just, yeah, just everyone just, has their way to do it everyone, so I'm saying, everyone has their way i get it and people grieve differently and you know but especially in the hours of that the news being being re- being released well jordan's going on <laughs> <No>. 63 <laughs> yeah, jordan got my attention here yeah. but go on <laughs> <laughs> well sean that, was that, is that your favorite jordan performance that game in uh the garden uh against the 86 celtics yeah ah well dj had a pretty good game that game who, who, who's your favorite player off the Celtics team that year. <laughs> DJ. Dennis Johnson. He said that already. 86. Come on, man. Oh, that was 86? Yeah, yeah that was 86. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> he said DJ. Come on, man. Jordan's, Jordan's first appearance in the playoffs. What about the, no, 70, what about the 75 Celtics? Who's your favorite 75 player? Celtics? I'll probably oh, go second with, appearance, sorry. Probably go with Cowens. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dave Cowens guy. Probably most underrated Celtic of all time. You no, know, How funny is that that, this, that Jordan only played the Celtics once in his career in the playoffs? Well, well, the Celtics sucked. The in Celtics the 90s. blew when he was making his run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would have been great to see him in the playoffs. That would have been awesome. You get but, the Antoine uh, Walker. Yeah, but <laughs> he retired. All right. Well, before we get into, in case you missed it, and wrap up this show, um, I have to say, now that the Celtics have won Game Three, regardless of what happens in Game Four, the Celtics will return to Boston, which is a very encouraging sign because the Celtics, of course, do play well at home and if you are looking at an opportunity to go to the game because you don't want to just see it at home you want to be there you want to see live playoff action the best way to do it of course is by downloading the SeatGeek app if you haven't done it already download the SeatGeek app enter the promo code causeway and you can get yourself a 20 dollars rebate all you have to do is head to the settings tab enter the promo code and you can get a 20 dollars rebate just for listening to the causeway street podcast Again, the promo code is Causeway. SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after you made your first purchase. And all you have to do is enter the keyword Causeway. That's SeatGeek. There's nothing like being in the stadium, especially playoff time with the biggest plays of the year. And SeatGeek can get you closer to the action with the best value around. That is SeatGeek. Download the app. Enter the promo code Causeway and get yourself that $20 rebate. Do it if you haven't already. In case you missed it. The Clippers took a 2-1 lead over the Utah Jazz on Friday night, but not without Blake Griffin suffering another injury. Mm. Soft as fuck. This time it was to his, his big toe. Lord, a baby toe. <laughs> Seriously, Blake Griffin. His big right toe. It's soft as fuck. They're calling it a toe injury. Um, Turf toe? It was like the plantar plate of his right big toe mm, that plantar fasciitis or what plantar fasciitis how do you say that shit i don't know but you're definitely not pre-med <laughs> no. trust so, me he's out for the rest of the series another 
That's a huge blow for Clippers. Another list of – add that to the list of injuries during his whole career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, patch him up and get him ready for the next season. He missed his whole rookie rookie season, if you remember. Yes, he did. Um, he did. Patch which him up. sucks for the a year, Jazz. A, a year ago, you know, he was out of the playoffs in the first round as well. Yeah. Do you think he can come back for the, for the second round? I don't know. Depends how uh, It says out. He's out. Yeah. Depends how bad his little baby toe's feeling. <laughs> it's the big toe, man. How it's do you know it's the big toe? It said toe. It didn't say anything no, about it. Said, it said the right big, big toe. It said the right big toe. Mm. I mean, all of his toes are probably pretty, gonna, pretty gonna, big. He's 6'10". In the first half. In <laughs> the first half. He must be thinking like, damn, out of all game, the fucking toes. Of game three. Got to be the, the big, big one. The big toe. You need um, that big one, man. The big daddy. Yeah. The Jazz should have fucking won that game last night or at least. But how come? Well, they're playing, without, this? They're playing without Gobert, which is yes. fortunate for the Clippers because if Gobert's in the series and you don't have Blake Griffin. Well, how's Gobert coming back? In a tough spot. Is he is he going to come back or what, what's what, what's going on with Gobert? Oh, yeah. No, he's still like out. He's be out Definitely. for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long. They haven't put a time frame on it. It's a I tough think, loss. I think they're trying to like see if he can come back at some point in this in this yeah. first round series. That would be uh that'd be huge. That'd be a good advantage for By the way for Utah. That Chicago bean is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Okay. The gigantic bean? Oh oh, like the the the, the mirror one? Why? I don't know. Why? Ask the Chicagoans. Why? Don't know. This is why the only good thing in Chicago is Michael Jordan. That's it. Cubs suck. Annoying. How do they suck? They're in the World Series champs, man. Blackhawks are fucking annoying. That I agree with. Chicagoans. Blackhawks got swept by the Predators, though. Chicago Dragons. Talk, talk about a number one seat. Yeah, Sears Tower. Oh, it's the biggest building ever. Yeah. Okay. San Diegans. San Diegans. San I'm sorry. I take the Prudential Center over the Sears Tower any fucking day. They want Ron's blood. <laughs> Sears is going out of business, by the way. Are they really? Or are they just closing up some stores? Mm, That's how rumors get spread. I mean, they're <laughs> really close to going out of business if they don't already have it. You know what it is? I mean, when was Everybody's- the last time you fucking said, oh, I need to go to Sears for this? No, but everybody just shops online now, man. <laughs> I know. It's That's just what the I'm way saying. Unless, but like, but unless, like you, unless you want to pick up, unless you want to pick up. You know, an, a physical CD <laughs> these days. No, no one does that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Unless you want to, you know, because cars still have CD players, then you can go to Best Buy. But like other I'm than just, that, I'm just thinking about <laughs> Sears. They do nothing well. You know what I mean? Like, what do you? They have so many things they offer. Do they, do they still do the family portraits? No, <laughs> they probably. That do. was Bradley's. No, <laughs> no, Sears does a family portrait. They do? Yeah, that's what I mean. Sears has this a car, photo center. This conversation is going on over a lot of people's center. heads right now. They got they got like they got they got appliances, they got clothes, they got like outdoor but they, they got do, shoes. But you never go to Sears. You're never like sitting there and be like, ah, oh, let's go to Sears real quick and pick this up. Never. How are they still in business? You know why? Is their credit cards. If you have a credit card of this, ah, they always push that yeah. credit card. Then you you're going cards, there. Then you have you're a credit going card there. And it's like Shit, I gotta go pick up this. Oh, might as well go to Sears. I got a credit they card. They were the first ones to do that store credit card. I'll pay this shit later on in life. Yep. There you go. So we just and basically. This is all about Blake Griffin. Yep. Yeah. So Blake Griffin's toe <laughs> is still broken, and Sears is going bankrupt. Still in business. <laughs> no, they're still in business. Still in business. <laughs> and that's it for in case. <laughs> in case you missed it, uh, Kevin Durant uh, is still nursing his his calf injury. I'm gonna put that in quotations because I don't think he's nursing it. I think they're just resting him. Mm. Do they do they really need him? I guess. Are you calling against, them liars? I I am. I'm calling Damn. them fibbers. Well, after they blew him out by like 30 points, I mean, yeah, they've I mean, proven that they don't need the, Kevin Durant. In the, the regular players. season, they were 17 and four <laughs> without Kevin Durant, and 
they're having a pretty easy time with the uh, Trailblazers so far in this series. So why why really play him? Because you paid mad money for him. Mm, still doesn't no, matter. No, no, I they don't play him. Yeah. So. Did you guys see? Do you guys? Do you guys? Durant that, says he wants to play though. But that game of zones things. That's that's the funniest thing, man. On Bleacher Report, I no. said that. Guy. Yeah. I said that shit to you guys. The game of uh, that's the, that's mad funny. When, when he uh, when he was gonna make a decision, I'm 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 upset that the Celtics weren't in that that episode. Yeah, me too. Stuff I was like waiting that, for the Celtics, and the Sixers, the Sixers were in there. <laughs> it's like, yo, how do you feel about tanking? <laughs> <laughs> how do you got you watch game of thrones no i don't ah the then you don't you don't you don't even fully get it then man i like the the whole the old talk yeah <laughs> but uh the way the spurs are the uh how the white walkers is just the best with the um the dead people no no the soul box, the soul box. <laughs> yeah the soul that's box. just mad funny all right what else we miss yeah, yeah. In case you missed it. Indubitably. Indubitably. That's the word. Fucking Kawhi. By the way, I'm really pulling for the Grizzlies now in that first round series. Really pulling for them. I've realized I hate Pop. Well, that's not going to happen, but you can keep pulling for him. Why Why? Why, why wouldn't it happen? Uh, as much as I love Zach Randolph. They bodied him. They're not that great. No, I'm telling I, I said this. The, the Grizzlies are That's a def- bad matchup for the Spurs. In case you missed it, um, we touched upon it earlier in the episode. Rajon Rondo's out with a fractured thumb. We didn't actually describe his injury, but he's got a fractured thumb. Doesn't need any surgery. Could be out for 10 days. Th- that would be game seven of this series. You guys think he comes back um, if it goes that far? I think he does because he wants to get paid, honestly. <laughs> I-, I think that plays a factor. I think Rondo... Uh, after what he's been doing this series, he's really making a strong case for himself for next year, whether it was with the Bulls or whether it was with another team. Yeah, it was like a week to set. But seven, why would seven he also, to, between seven and ten. Well, also the competitive factor. I mean, you put Rondo in the, back in the series, especially in the Game 7 situation, that's a coin flip. I mean, the Bulls could steal that. Yes, the Celtics are at home, but the Bulls has proven that they can beat them at home. He won't come back for that same exact reason. Why would he come back if he if he can't play? If he can't. If he's not comfortable playing, he, he left a great impression in those first two games. That's what people will remember. Why would he come back and have a have a dud? Because he can push them into another series and continue playing. I mean, if he if he's only yeah, out for ten know. games, why not? If the diagnosis was he's out for the rest of the playoffs, that's a different story. But if it's yeah. ten games and he can rush back and, and help days. them in game seven. Ten days. Why not? Ten days. I mean, the Celtics Ten episodes. <laughs> he said ten games, that's what I'm like. <laughs> ten, ten episodes. The Celtics didn't look I don't know, man. I guess the Rondo, they just the, the the Bulls offense looked like they were the number one season of the Celtics when Rondo's out there. Blasphemy. Oh, by the way, how about I bring all up that, an NBA all rumor? That, all that you guys hear about that Carmelo talk that came back up? That's what it was. No, no, no. I was going to talk about Carmelo mm. in general. Mm. No, hold on. Yeah. We'll get into that. No, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Sure. Listen, listen, listen. That's, no, that's what, what it was. was. No, that's what sure. it was. No, Carmelo Anthony, he's separated from his <laughs> wife, right? Talk about oh. All- all really? this shit that's been happening, yes. yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Yeah. Last week, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, you know, he, sh- again, like, because that's what he's been doing all season, shit on Carmelo saying that he should be gone. Like, he, he doesn't want to, he thinks, he believes he doesn't want to play for New York anymore, or that he shouldn't play for New York anymore, and that he's he a selfish the guy. He's, yeah, shit like that, right? Yeah. And then this comes out that he's been cheating on his wife. Mm. He has a side piece. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna call it because she's a stripper. She's, that's what they say. I'm not sure if that's 
the case or not. Well, she's a stripper. They said, I heard she was a dancer, man. Maybe she's, what if she's a ballet dancer, huh? You don't know she that. She strips. How do you know this? Because I just fucking know. He's like, he's like, I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Her name is Sprinkles, okay? You can see it. <laughs> it's not, that's not true. Don't, don't take that verbatim. And Mello was there that night. We're about, I to, get, saw, we're about I to get quoted. It. We're about to get quoted in TMZ. Causeway Street Blog says his, her name's is Sprinkles. Sprinkles can be seen on stage A. <laughs> Everybody give it up for Sprinkles. And you know there's a girl in New York stripping that's named Sprinkles. Oh, 100%. It's going to be somebody. Gonna Sprinkles comes out like, no, it's not me. It's, it's, that's, <laughs> that's Daisy, not me. Nah, she's going to take that public. She's going to take that publicity. She's, she's like, going to yeah. say, yeah. yeah you never know if it's me. Well, uh, this hypothetical stripper aka or sprinkles sprinkles i don't know what her fucking name is six months pregnant apparently no Uh, you got that stripper pregnant (laughs) this coming the same the same week that that a that a a preview for power is coming it has come out have you seen it oh la la Yes. In power. Now Lala, Lala has to take advantage of these now, things. Now, may I may this I say po- wait, power's time. coming back on? It's coming back on in, in, in July, but there was a there was a, there was a sneak peek of the first episode. Uh, you know what's you know what's funny is that my girlfriend ended up just finishing season what two. Two two without me and I'm out of the loop. I don't know what happened at the end of season two. <laughs> well, you better get oh, on yeah. it. You better catch up, man. You better get you on got it. Time, though. You got like I'm like eight four weeks. episodes, four episodes behind. You so got like eight weeks. All this ties. That's what happens when you live in New York. Yes. And you know what? Ties together. Why does Carmelo all of a sudden really want to get out of New York? Maybe because Sprinkles is there. <laughs> Lala's going to leave so him. Now, of he course, stayed this, in New York for Lala. Yeah, the rumors come up again, have resurfaced about, oh, the Celtics have a great chance. And, and this happened after game two, right? Right. You know, shitty loss. Oh, Carmelo really would, you know, be open to a trade to the Celtics. And everyone who's on the bandwagon of jumping off the toe being like, oh, this series is over. The Celtics need to blow it up. Yeah, bring in Carmelo. Anthony. I know. I'm, I, I wasn't on that bandwagon, and I want to bring in Carmelo. No, I didn't, I didn't say you were, but I'm just saying. I know, but I'm just saying I want to bring in Carmelo. Oh, you want to bring him in? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. If you're going to get him for nothing, because you know why? But how are you going to get him from nothing, though? You have no. to match contracts somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he so, doesn't mean like they're going to give him, <laughs> give the Celtics Carmelo Anthony. But you can, you Amir can. Amir Johnson. Yeah. You can find ways to make that deal happen. I Amir mean, Johnson, Terry Rozier. This deal has to happen before July 1st, Young. though. Before July 1st? Yes. Why? Because that's a new season. And then. Amir Johnson is yeah, that's off the books. Oh yeah, but you can you can resign. Um, can you do Sign that and resign trade. and trade? You, like, you can you you could. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of things they can do, and you know what? I mean, you you could put a package together for Carmelo Anthony that has no ill effect on your team, and then you get a score. I mean, I know people say I think depending on how the season ends, like there'd be like that'd be like a, a draft a huge draft thing. day trade. That's a huge thing. It depends on how the series end, the season ends. If they get knocked out in the first round. Then, then yeah, they should probably they should probably look at this a explore it. But if they go deep and they're fine and they they find they don't, you know, sc- scoring's huge. And if you can just have a guy, a veteran who can score, I don't think Carmelo's actually that bad of an egg. Because you put him in a positive situation. I mean, he's never been. Yeah, in a I think positive so. I, I mean, I, I said that in the past, especially after he signed his his latest contract. I was like, no, like fuck that. But you know, the way things are going in his window is. Closing quickly he, he to to, to get to get into the finals at least not, and he, he not know, even just win it just get he into knows it that. yeah That's exactly so I think that. he'll he'll behave himself right. in terms of like he'll 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 do whatever he's told to do on the basketball court I mean at this point at this point at, at this point in his career 
Like he it, has to understand. Yeah, it hasn't gone his that way. He's not going to be the man anymore. <laughs> yeah, it you hasn't, know what I mean. Hasn't gone his way this whole his whole time. Exactly. You know, his best chance was in was uh, the last year or the second to last year in Denver when they went to the Western Conference Finals. That's as far as he's ever been. Only once. Other right. than that, he's never been out of the first round. So, you know, if he gets his shit together, I don't. And like you said, excuse me, if it's like for nothing, then yeah. I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, he's not? thirty. He's thirty-two years old. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna get LeBron, a thirty-three-year-old yeah. Carmelo. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think just, it's something worth looking into. I'm not yeah. saying like go ahead and definitely I, do it. But. I would. I would say because obviously everybody knows that Phil Jackson wants to trade him now, so he loses all leverage. Plus, if he he's does not, stay, he's not gonna be able to hold you over a barrel. If he does stay separated with Lala, to free man, right? So he can. Get he's as just, many strippers pregnant as he wants. No, I didn't say all that, but I just meant <laughs> like just wondering where you're going with that. He's, he'll he'll play without all this with shit. He's la la free. He's la la free. Yes. Mm. Interesting. Not hey. a lot of great strip clubs in Boston, though. So he's gonna have to get be okay with that, which yeah. is probably a good thing. He got one pregnant. Probably wants to stay out of that scene for a while. I mean, <laughs> probably wants to get away from that. If she is a stripper, <laughs> like you say she is, doesn't mean they met in a strip club. She's a stripper. She could be just a groupie who just follows him everywhere he goes. Mm. Hmm. All I'm saying is, how do you even get in that situation? If you know you're going to, you know, bang a stripper, well, you better I mean, just put one on, man. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen? Well, he probably did. What if she, like, poked holes into it? You never Come know. Come on, man. Have you seen? That all right, really all right, guys. Wrap it up. Life. Have you seen? Wrap it up. That's, that well, that's what he should have done. He should have wrapped it up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like, no, how do you get in that situation? Jesus. Well, I mean, if you have a, if you have a chick like Lala, I don't know why he's even looking elsewhere. I'm not a big Lala fan. <sighs> no. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. We can talk about it. In case you missed it. Okay. Sean Dutra does not like Lano. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I mean, at this point, you know, talking about him being having a triple-double is like, you know, saying that the sky is blue. But <laughs> they got to win this time. Nice one. And, <laughs> and he only scored 32 points. Only 32 points. Only. But they got to win. So good well, for well, good because he that, was he was pissed afterwards though. That game too oh, yeah. when he went. Oh yeah, he got fined. He got fined. Oh no 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 no! no. Okay. That that was when he dropped 50, 50, what, 52? Yeah, that no, was I'm a, talking about the game too. Talking about Friday night, he was pissed because he missed a uh, a big free throw that could have tipped the scale. They could have gone to overtime. Luckily, they didn't. But he was so fixated on that. I mean, I think this guy is like, I think he's gone insane. Like, I think he's like <laughs> up, he's obsessed. <laughs> He like like he, like he has to be flawless. No, he has to be flawless. Yo, if you see, I'm telling you, pull it up. We don't have time right now, but like after the show, if you look at that post game interview, what he was wearing. No, yes, I'm, he is. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about. It wasn't a press conference. I'm talking about on the floor. First of all, he didn't even want to do the interview. No. You saw like you saw the uh, the media uh, chase him down after the game and like grab him. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And he's just like, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. And I, I mean, I missed that free throw. Oh, yeah, I yeah. missed that free throw. I need to make those. You know, it is what it is. I'll move on. But um, I can't, that can't be happening. Like He was so fixated on missing that free throw. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that the game before that, when he dropped 52, the, the most points ever scored in a playoff triple-double, he missed two big free throws down the stretch that could have get, given them a better chance to, to tie it up. But at the end of the day, I think the game was still out of reach. However, I don't know, man. I think Russell Westbrook is on some other shit right now. Like He's just <laughs> like, he has to be flawless. He, yeah. He's obsessed with his individual performance is it a good thing is it a bad thing i don't know at the end of the day it's what helps them win but i just think this guy's a madman by the way why did he only get fined 15 grand for the f-bomb after game two and 
Marcus Smart got fined twenty five grand for the the bird. Don't uh, the bird. That's because you you know the, you the, can the, the, beep that, out. That's a, a paid customer, man. And he went to go yeah. see the game. <laughs> he's talking some shit. He's paid a ticket to talk shit. Oh. And he got the bird. No, but, but but shouldn't it be this? this I think that's that's an equal amount. They should be both be should be equal. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's easier to bleep out a swear than blur out a middle finger. Yeah. Maybe it's production cost. Millions of people watching too. <laughs> production a lot cost. more people are watching Marcus Smart do that. Then oh yeah, true. It's on the watching, floor. It's on the floor. People watching that yeah. uh, press conference. Russell Westbrook is insane. I think that's no. He's he's tapped. He's tapped. Well, 100%. I mean, he wears like tablecloths to the game. So yeah, that's, um, that's watch game. Of, watch that game of zones episode. <laughs> but he's sitting on his horse wearing that goofy ass <laughs> outfit, and he's eats a he's cupcake. Like, the kingdom is now mine. I can yeah, do yeah, what yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. And he just eats a fucking cupcake with, with a cherry on top with <laughs> sprinkles. <laughs> on and he's just like, yeah, that's Russell Westbrook. That yeah, is that, that is Russell Westbrook. That, that is. is. That's, this, in case you missed it, is brought to you by... <laughs> we need to make that the jingle. Come on. I got to call Nick. want the best. got to call Nick Gelso and ask him about yeah, that. Yeah, man. We just got to do it. I bet you he's like, I fucking hate you guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, whatever. The rest I'm of the episode saying. is good. So I guess I got to deal with it for a few seconds. <laughs> CLNS Radio app. He's like, you guys still doing that, huh? I, I know, right? I thought you guys... You guys no, that was a one-time thing. I thought you guys would have figured out when you haven't heard from me that this is... I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're mocking us. I, know, right? I don't like it. Yeah. It's uh, it's fucking awful. Yeah. So could you? I, I didn't want to be like a dick and tell you to stop, but fucking stop doing that. Shit. This is like the seventh episode. No, no, no. no. Since, since you've asked me my opinion, I get to tell you. Yeah. Cut the shit. Yeah. <laughs> CNS Radio app. Uh, Download it on your iPhone or Android for the best coverage in all the sports. It's a great joke, especially Boston sports. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Celtics. You can listen to our podcast on there. Bruins still alive. The Bruins still alive. Yo, real quick, yo, yo, fuck these Bruins fans that again doing the same shit. Yo. You know that. Oh, are, that let's are, not go down this road. Come on, no, fucking, no, we're not doing that. We're no, not doing fuck that. that, yo. This whole we're the, like, we're the bigger, you know, the bigger fan base. The talking fan base. shit about the Celtics that you haven't heard from them all season long about mm-hmm. the Celtics. They're just like, oh, at least we, us Bruins fans, we know what kind of team we have and the. You know, we don't have a 5'9 guy that we're going to be relying upon that you're going to bring us to the championship. Oh, finally. Fuck off. Finally, the, uh, the, the, the green teamers get a little bit dose of reality. Oh, down 0-2. Oh, I guess your team is not as great as you thought they you were. You know who I blame for this type yeah, of divide? I know who you're going to say. Michael Phelps. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, fuck the one that all they do is, and fuck the ones that all they do is regurgitate everything he says. Yes. Form your own fucking opinion. Yes. Then we'll have a conversation. Thank you. All right. So yeah, so those, Maz, those, those fuckers are still alive. So fuck Maz. Because <laughs> that's all his job is, yeah, is no, to right. just, uh, Mike, just say something. I'm going to say it differently and be very passionate about it. All right? Go ahead. Yeah. Also on the app, back to the app, <laughs> Red Sox. What app? The CLNS. <laughs> when you want the bed. This should be a duo. <laughs> yeah. I need a bass. I need a bass line. You, you want to be the soprano and I'd be the alto? I'm yes, do it. Okay. Red Sox. And Patriot stock. Yes. And Her sale's pretty good, My boy huh? Malcolm Butler, yeah, though. Okay, yeah, man. <laughs> Two different sports. All right, okay. All, all covered under Everything the, uh, get the CLNS <laughs> umbrella. <laughs> really showing our... Chris Sale can really uh, pitch, huh? Been yeah, killing. Chris Sale can really pitch. Yo, we need to go to the Sox game soon. Yo, yeah, let's do it. We got to do it soon. Oh, make sure, make sure to peep the, uh, the CLNS radio Celtics pregame hosted by Joe Sway. Oh, yes. Check that out. Before every Celtics game. On the app. Yo, the app. speaking of CLNS, let's try to get Honeydew as our sponsor because I see the Isaiah Thomas Honeydew commercial. That shit looks bomb. Look at that triple double, man. <laughs> Are you just giving them a read right now? Seriously, okay. bro. Right. Honeydew give, donuts. Not giving us any props, man. Honeydew donuts. Get that triple double sandwich. <laughs> Woo! 
That's a triple triple decker. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen this commercial. A little bacon, a little sausage, a little cheese, a little egg, three pieces of bread. What? And that's it for... In case you missed it. About to go to Honeydew. Make sure to uh, not go to Honeydew. Why? Or go to Honeydew if you want to go can, there. It's a free but, country, Joel. But while you go to Honeydew, make sure to go to CosmicStreetBlog.com for our, your Celtics playoff coverage. Also, you can have conversation with us on Twitter. Instagram and follow us on Snapchat. We need them followers to get up. We yes. are we are better than the Celtics. Yes, Snapchat on home games Accounts. we are better than the Celtics and on away games. Sometimes I'll just put up a, a Snapchat of me drinking beer and cheering for the game, so you can watch that as well. <laughs> Those are great stories. Um, great Snapchat. Stories. Additionally, my final point of the day, looking at Game Four, I think we should all give final points. Are you, mm-hmm. are you making? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gonna, I was just going to say this is the new Ducha segment for the final playoffs. final thought. Final thought. I'm just saying a Ducha thought. Ducha Springer. <laughs> Final thought. Final thought. <laughs> Guys, we got to be, nice. be better to our spouses, okay? Be nice to each other. Even though <laughs> even though they may be sleeping around, <laughs> and even though they may be saying you're the baby daddy, what you're not, still on? Is that we still need still on? to be yes. positive in this world to make a real difference. That's Jerry Springer's final thought. No, what, 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 what did he say? Be kind to yourself. Each other. That's what it was. That's yeah. what I, was, I was trying to remember that. <laughs> Always the same. Yeah, yes, guys. Final thought. Guys, I used to hate watching Jerry Springer because that mean that meant I was like feeling like shit. I wasn't at school for some reason. Yes. Like I and, and it just it's the worst television to watch while you're actually sick. It was either because you, were you sick just or feel you were, so much worse about yourself. It was either you were that. sick or it was a boring summer day. Yeah, the summer <laughs> you day. You weren't out and doing something. Yes, there was yeah. never a good. If you're watching television <laughs> at eleven. With with, with ten thirty with Jenny Jones coming up next yeah and you're like, what about the what about the Price is Right oh the Price is Right well, that, that's more upbeat okay. you know people that, winning that's, money that's like winning. that's like okay I got yeah. nothing to do there that, that, that was on at eleven right but maybe that's a repeat and you got to go to freaking Jerry Springer but but the thing is no because Jerry Springer is more of like a one o'clock show right it was like sort of early afternoon <laughs> I think it was twelve yeah twelve or one something. so that's that's the worst if you haven't figured out your day by twelve it was like it was a like, shitty day yeah. it was like three, still in. it was like and three then, straight things it yeah, was like Judge was, Judy right after no it was like Maury Povich <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got Maury you got Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones Jenny Jones or like or like what was it Judge Judge Judy <laughs> yeah just you you're always sitting there thinking like ah, Judge Judy's on next what do I do. Like it's getting late. Do I watch Judge Judy? Do I just call it a day? When you when you watch, because then when Judge Judy comes on, then it's Doctor Phil. Yeah. Then it's Oprah. <laughs> you know then it's the five o'clock news, if and your you, day is done. Yeah, your day you, is done. Then you gotta watch sports. If you know what time it is, just based on like the theme <laughs> of the show, you're like, fuck, man, it's three o'clock. Well, I, gotta I, gotta some, the, I gotta do some shit I gotta with my do life. Something today. today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a waste of a day. When you woke up that morning, you were like, "I'm gonna do I'm something. Gonna do I'm gonna be productive day. today." Like, I got pissed the day away. You go, from, you go from four three forty five. I used to go from four episodes <laughs> of Sports Center, however long it took me to memorize what was coming up next in the highlights. <laughs> when, you, when you start saying, then who's switch over be- to The Price Is Right. Then switch over to Jerry Springer, and just and then from there, it's like I'm either gonna sleep because I'm sick. <laughs> Oh, I need to get the fuck out the house. Yeah, but what about NBA Tonight, though? I used to love that show. You could never, you, oh, you yeah. could never watch it because you were, well, you know, we were young, so we we're in bed. So then, if you if you were out of school that day, I think it came on at what twelve thirty or so. So you, you why don't they? They do would that go anymore? through all the games. Mm. Why don't they repeat that? Black dude's name they used to talk about. Oh, oh, I love that dude. No, no. not a His last name was like Carter. Some yeah, Carter. Some Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to do imitation. All right, what do you say? to be like, and then they went on a big run at the end of the game, and that's why. They won the game. <laughs> what was his name? his name? his name. It was ESPN, NBA I think Tonight. Up, I think he ended up being on like NBA TV for a little bit too. I was like, that's my dude. I forget his name though. <laughs> oh, what the hell was that guy's like, name? But remember, it's only game three. <laughs> <laughs> Every sentence ended that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> NBA Tonight. <laughs>
The guy was the man. Uh, what I was trying to say is that I really don't want Lopez to dominate game four. That's, that's, that's what <laughs> oh, that's right. You want to go back to your final thought. <laughs> that's, a, that's my final thought. Is they I, have thought, to I, thought I thought you wanted. I thought you wanted. You know, the Celtics to. Uh, I'm much. I'm much happier with the to Jerry be Springer to talk. respect themselves and to and respect each other. You know what also <laughs> was the worst part about watching those television shows were the commercials, bro. It's just like, hey, I want my money and I want yeah. it now. <laughs> you're, so you're a deadbeat. So we're gonna try to. You're watching television right Fred now. Carter. Fred Carter. Fred yeah, Carter. Fred Carter. <laughs> you're watching television. Where's right he at now. these days? <laughs> we're gonna either try to get you to a culinary school. <laughs> we're either gonna try to get do it. Your, do it now. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Get, <laughs> do it. We're gonna do it to, now. <laughs> Oh no, but what about you're not doing anything with your life? Well, yeah, do well, it right now. Say, what about yeah, the black it. dude? Yeah. No, don't do it tomorrow. Do it right do now. It right now. It's <laughs> easy, man. Right now. He's like, I'll be waiting. Like he was literally like waiting for you to call. You're like, shit. I guess I just should. Or do Or like it. that stupid money lending commercial, the like lending tree. Montel Williams goes on. <laughs> yeah. You struggling with your bills? <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> it's like obviously I am. I'm either unemployed know, or right? I'm, I'm a high That's school student. That's why it's in the middle, it's in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's I'm, watch, I'm watching you right now. So obviously, <laughs> obviously my life's not that great, Montel. All right. Montel's like my show got canceled. So this is what I do with my life. <laughs> what are you gonna do with your life? Uh, or the general. Hey, you want a car, but that car insurance is a little too much? Why don't you get, <laughs> get a great low rate? Click me online. 1-800-thegeneral.com. It's like, you want a car so you can get the fuck out of your house right now? Yeah. <laughs> call the general. You could get some car insurance for free. For cheap. Just call the general, baby. Some states as low as $9. What? Nine fucking dollars? We go ride my mom's car right now. Nice Shaq doing those commercials now. Yeah, I know. Stupid. <laughs> All right, with that, we wrap up this episode of the Cosmic <laughs> Street Podcast. If you listen to the, if you are still listening right now, still, God you, bless you. You're a big fan. God you're bless you. are a big you. fan, and we appreciate that. We went off that. the wagon a little God bit God bless you there. We appreciate Oh, off the wagon. That. Off the wagon. Oh. Shout out to Zach. What up, Zach? Maybe we'll get him on next time. Uh, we'll see what happens. We will Let's be go. back after game five. Get Celtics some, and get some, some, We'll Celtics see what happens between straight. now and then. Get some, some better service there, Zach. Sorry. Yeah, true. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's what that Metro PCS commercial is shooting for <laughs> that you're watching. Get some cricket wireless, bro. <laughs> Until then, you know where to follow us. Call up Boost. Yeah, Boost. I'm Joseph Pavone. Roger Mobile. Sean Dutra. Joel Pavone. Yeah. We are about it. Later. Later.